welcome back Steve Coolius from Sirius XM NHL Radio to the program once again. Good morning, Cooley. And uh, do you get that intro music from the Jonas Brothers a lot with all the shows you do? Um, you know what? Probably not. You know, <laughs> there's a little cool in the gang, a lot of classic rock, now some country. Uh, but I'm uh, honestly, I'm not fickle. I'm not fussy. And I try to be more like a duck these days in the world we've lived in for the last eight years to try to not let certain things bother me, Kevin. Mm-hmm. How about that? Well, our producer, Brandon Douglas, who you talk to all the time when he lines these up, he, that Jonas Brothers are his favorite group of all time. Okay. So, you know. <laughs> okay. In fact, he said he was going to head out to the stadium series this weekend just to watch them. Well, uh, I remember a lot about the Jonas Brothers having kids of the vintage of being uh, Goo Goo Gaga over the Jonas Brothers. I, I think they should uh, head to you know the New Jersey metropolitan area anyway just to watch the games. Yeah. And if the Jonas Brothers are doing their thing, it's a win-win for everybody, Kevin. How about that? Ah, for sure. Uh, cool. Do you, do you still get excited for these, you know, the stadium series, the outdoor games, or where do you sit? No, I mean, I was in Edmonton, so I love that um, at the start of the year. And I think, you know, the 3-4 system works. I think there has to be a Canadian connection uh, if we can. Uh, There was this year, obviously, and it was great. Uh, Then we go to the Winter Classic. That's the U.S. thing. Let them go and worry about it and figure it out. And then the Stadium Series. And I think if you're going to build a rink, Let's play two. You know what I mean? Like minor hockey, junior hockey, college hockey, and two. And I think in the area, because this year you got Philly, New Jersey, Rangers, Islanders. It's it's a great weekend. It's a big weekend, and they're all relevant. Yeah. You know, they're all relevant in their own way, shape, and form. So I, I think it's sexy, and I think it's good when, you know, we are national, but we also have to think provincially. Battle of Alberta. We saw what happened with Ontario's teams last week. And then everybody kind of needs their piece of the pie around the NHL. So the people who poo-poo it didn't go to Edmonton, didn't go to the Winter Classic, or aren't going uh, to MetLife. So you know what? Don't watch if you don't care. I do because, what is that, four games outside this year Mm -hmm. of 1,312? Surely that's that's enough to get excited about, Kevin. Yeah, Ernie Banks, let's play two. You're right, Steve. Uh, Steve Coolius, <laughs> uh, Sirius XM, NHL Radio, our guest on Sports 1440. Austin Matthews, uh, another hat trick last night. Cool. does he get to 70? What do you think? Well, I looked at the numbers this morning. He's on pace for 71, which means if there's any drop-off, any injury, any sitting out, then the answer is probably no. I mean, they might mean 69. I mean, if you had 69 with a game to go late, what's more important, personal numbers uh, or getting ready for a playoff series, we assume against Boston or Florida, or if they're wild card one, which is all the time, there's going to be a cooling off period schedules in March for all NHL teams. You're basically playing almost... 15, 16 games in the busiest month of the year. Uh, I'll say high 60s. It'd be ironic, I guess, to let us more set if he finished with 67. But I say he will not get to 70. How about that? Yeah, it's close. We had a kind of a question earlier in the show, and it's, you know, with Mario's number and wherever, you know, he finishes. Whatever it is, it's a remarkable season, and it's a good season. Uh, Steve Coolius with us on Sports 1440. What's it been like with Morgan Riley week? in the, the um, Toronto area. It's like Shark Week. It's like <laughs> Shark Week. Um, it's, uh, it gives us fodder, I guess, which is good. And I'm a crime and punishment person. I've always wanted to turn up the heat on suspensions. 
if this was done intentionally to turn up the heat, I guess what maybe the Leafs could be arguing is, where was the warning? You know, remember back into the day when we had bench-clearing brawls and the league had enough? They announced that on December 31st of 1986, I think it was, that on the next day, January 1st, if you're involved in a bench-clearing brawl, we literally will cut off your right arm. And they said, <laughs> remember, they, they, we have not had one since. They made a statement, they had enough, and the game was changing, so we ended it. If, if something like that was announced and you do what he did, which still the optics aren't good because it was one steamboat, two steamboat, but we kind of live in a league that still we say to ourselves, uh, yeah, that's about three games. So I think that's kind of the shock value. Um, if Riley is the sacrificial lamb, so to speak, I'm watching Vikings. So if he's the guy, then yeah. he's the guy. Normally they don't pick on lady trophy candidates. <laughs> lady thing, Binger, yeah. But yeah, but whatever. But in terms of excitement and uh, and fodder and everything else, yeah, that part is good. I'd rather not be on suspensions. I'd rather it be on, you know, Jack Hughes not liking to get hit or uh, <laughs> players are dumb like John Tortorella. But all that stuff's happened too, Kevin, so there you go. Did you enjoy Jack Hughes in the penalty box last night then? Well, everyone looks at it differently. Like, I always thought the uh, go have another donut because <laughs> we're the British Empire loyalists and the Americans are the rebel. Uh, we, we kind of took Koharski's side, and the Americans took Schoenfeld's side. I, I, that's how I always felt. Now, in this case, I look at it, Victor Everson's a good player. He's back, finally. Mm -hmm. He took him out physically and played good, tough North American hockey for a suite. Jack didn't like it because he's got shoulder issues, and he expects not to get hit. So I like that he said it. It gives us fodder. I thought he looked like a suck. That's, <laughs> that's what I think. I thought he looked like an arrogant suck. Um, and other people said that they loved it. So I love that he said something, but if, if, if Arvidsson stepped over the line, um, you know, cross-checked him on an empty net for a hat trick, and, like, what are you doing? Not cool? You know, you're, you're being a loser? That's a different thing. And this thing, I think that he looked like, look who I am, even though I'm never completed an NHL season. So that's how I saw it, Kevin. What about you? Well, I, I would have phrased it differently, probably. <laughs> I kind of would have said something to the effect of uh, nobody's going to watch you play, you know, instead of saying everyone's coming to watch me play. How's that sound? That's good. That's a good you know, compromise. That's, you know, uh, the, that's that's good. You should be in federal politics. <laughs> Maybe you're getting your point across, but you're not coming out uh, like as you're saying as being a suck kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we'll put it this way. You just talked about Mario. So my dad would tell me when I and I'm the guy that would shoot a slapper into the empty net. I'm the guy that would ride my stick, and I did at a TSN CTV uh, beer league game one day, and Rod Black didn't like it very much, and I probably shouldn't have done it, but Kevin, I had a hat trick. I was excited. I'm that guy who does it, and everyone's out now. Cooley, we have to fight your battles. I get it. So I'm the person that would do that. Um, at the end of the day, would Steve Eisenman say that? Would Wayne Gretzky say that? Would Joe Sackick do it? And the answer is no, 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 no. Now, the new era NHLer, as John Tortorella said yesterday, maybe it's a dumb thing to say, but maybe it's, it's more exciting. I don't know. At the end of the day, Jack has to live with it. He normally puts his money where his mouth is. Uh, I'd wait to have some hardware at least under my belt mm -hmm. and an 82-game schedule, maybe before I said anything. Yeah. Uh, Steve Coolius with a serious XM NHL radio, our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, you know, we're coming up to the, the trade deadline. Markstrom didn't play last night. You hear all the rumors and stuff that happened in Jersey. Then, um, 
uh, Daw comes out and plays, uh, Nico Dawes comes out and plays a great game last night for the Devils. Do you see a lot of a movement coming up here, goaltending-wise, Cooley, uh, as, the dread, uh, as the trade deadline uh, nears and approaches? I, I didn't before. I just didn't believe, you know, the boldness of Vegas would come through with some other teams mm-hmm. who might be thinking, are we good enough? Should we make this move? It's a lot of money. Is Markstrom still good? Which clearly he is. I mean, he's had one bad year. I mean, Bobby Clark said just because someone has one bad year, that doesn't mean they'll have two in a row. Mm-hmm. So he's playing very well. Didn't play. I thought he was amazing at MSG. And the Flames' best season a game of the season was that game in Boston when they won. But they're not making the playoffs. Now it feels like something is percolating, and Tom Fitzgerald has the heat on him, that it does feel like the Devils and the Flames – are going to do something, and there have been other rumblings out there that, I'll just say it this way, that they already had a framework of a deal in place, Kevin, mm-hmm. Yeah. but something happened for that deal to fall apart. That's all that I'll say. I yeah. think you can connect dots. Um, so I think they're revisiting it, and it feels like it's time. And Dustin Wolf's clearly not ready. Are you supposed Oof. to run through the NHL when he got called up? But I think there's a lot in the Flames pipeline that'll be good. Uh, the worst thing in hockey is to be eighth, losing the first round, or ninth every year. I don't think the Flames want to be a no man. So I, if you, uh, TSN straight board, Markstrom's one. Mm-hmm. And Drager said on Monday that uh, it's heating up literally. So I bet about the, a trade like that for sure. Yeah. Um, anything catching your eye this weekend as far as games go? And when you're looking at the races and the division, uh, you know, it, how about Boston now? No longer like Florida's kind of taking over the the division right now for the time being. Anything catching your eyes? We go into the weekend here, cool. Well, I'm excited about the games outside. Uh, I think tomorrow's big. I think the Oilers have been average, obviously, since the break, and that's okay. They were they looked tired to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. Zach Hyman defensive play yeah. I think on the when the game was what was the goal I think it was on the it was a 3-2 goal Tory Krug scored it yeah no and they, okay so that oh. play didn't like the play before on the the neighbor's play Hyman just has to come down and get in the way of his man and he wasn't moving his feet it's yeah. not Hyman like maybe mm-hmm. he was thinking about the two chances in the first oh, period yeah. Uh, yeah. that he was robbed by uh, robbed by Bennington but I think Oilers stars always is sexy I love February March hockey uh, with all the storylines I mean Florida Tampa, that's on Saturday as mm-hmm. well. Uh, Saturday night, we got the Devils, as we mentioned, against the Philadelphia Flyers. And Jets Canucks is big. Jets Canucks is big, man. I mean, the Jets are, if they win their games in hand, imagine if they win the division forcing Ooh. Dallas and Colorado to play in the first round. That's the best thing that could happen to the Jets since they got rid of Pierre-Luc Dubois. Ouch. Yeah, and you know, cool, out of all the teams, Vancouver's the only team that really hasn't had a stumble yet. Um, what do you think of that? I, I've been waiting for it. Yeah, but, everyone has. And, and and here's the thing: Do you want to go into the playoffs? Our theme today, Mario, like <laughs> the '93 Penguins. Like I don't know if I want to go in 16 yeah. or 17, 0 and one. I think I want to. Uh, I I don't want to be in a spot where now you're playing game four, you're down two games to one, and you haven't lost three or four all year. Mm-hmm. And now if you do, you're down 3-1 and you got a 10% chance of winning the series. So you can't intentionally, you know, you, you don't want to say, listen, I haven't had an accident in 20 years. I would have bumped <laughs> that guy in front of me just to, just to break the yeah. or score in my own net to lose the game. But you know what? An 0-3-1 stretch isn't bad. I do believe that, that you learn from losing. Um, but I watched him last night, boy. Elias Pettersson's, I mean, 
I don't know where we are because we all think McKinnon's already won the Hart Trophy or Kucherov, and let's see what McDavid does. But I'll tell you, Pedersen, you know, the Elias Elias show yesterday, yeah. these guys are even better. And Zadorov scored as well. So what they've done in Vancouver is sensational, Kevin. Yeah, and you, now it's fun to watch. You, you know what, Cool? We had uh, Larry Murphy on right before the Oilers went into Vegas and we because Larry Murphy was on that 92-93 Pittsburgh team. And he said it was the worst thing that could happen to us because it was at the end of the year. They had 17 in a row. They lost. Uh, sorry, they tied the Islanders going into the playoffs. They were the favorite. Everyone was saying they're, they're going to steamroll to another cup. And he was like, it was the worst thing that was going on for us at well, that I'm time. Well, I'm glad you told me that. Yeah. I'm glad you told me that because that adds fuel to my fodder about saying, you know, you, hey, look, I don't want to be losing 17 in a row. You don't want to be sick. You want to be in a spot where you're you're playing well. You lose some games where you, you play well and stay in the playoffs. Those are games if we play like that. We will win, structure, everything else. Like, clearly the Oilers – you know, out of the break, haven't been doing the things that they did during the streak. That's, mm-hmm. that's obvious. But when you're tired, remember, people say, oh, it was a poor effort by Edmonton or Winnipeg. And we say that in Canada. I always say, let's not confuse effort, Kevin, with execution or energy. You know, it's a grind. You know, 82 over 180 days. And, you know, are, is everyone 100% at work all the time? Craig Button taught me that you give 100% of what you have. Today, you know, it's Friday. Maybe I only have 92% today, Kevin. <laughs> Maybe I mail it in. Maybe no I way. let Bruce Boudreaux speak more often. Bruce is doing the show with us today. Maybe okay. I let Bruce speak more often. But you know what I'm saying? I think at that point is you give what you have that day, and you'll never be 100% 100% of the time. So not confusing energy with effort and execution. There are poor efforts at times. I think a lot of time it's because the gas tank is not full. Mm-hmm. So you got Bruce Boudreaux coming up this afternoon on Sirius XM NHL Radio? Yeah, we do kind of a square table. Everyone else has a round one, so they were all gone when I went to Best Buy uh, or the Brick. So, uh, yeah, he is on. Andrew Raycroft's done some great things with Nesson. Uh, he's on also today. Uh, and we'll kind of go over. You kind of helped me line up the show. Uh, there you go. Everything that you asked me, I'm just going to steal it, Kevin. Perfect. I'm just going to steal it. Well, I, I met Bruce. Well, not met him. I talked to him at the draft. Uh, I think it was 2015 in, in Florida. And uh, I had a microphone in my hand. And he, I, he, I was approaching him. And he, he t- basically told me to F off. And I said, I don't want to interview you, Bruce. I know a good friend of yours, Bruce Hardy, who's from here, played with you in Germany. And as soon as I said that, he, he wanted to talk for 15 minutes. So. There you go. Yeah, well, uh, you got to get him on. You got to get him on. He's a great storyteller. Yeah. He came in for All-Star. The lineups and everything else, and we even got a Bruce There It Is chant, and he mm-hmm. said, Cooley, why'd you do that? I said, we couldn't resist, and it was a lot of fun. But, uh, no, he's been really good. Uh, hopefully we can get him back in the league. He says, I won't be back until Salt Lake City is in. Um, <laughs> and it's got to be tough. You know, Ludzie always taught me, you think when I left Tampa I wanted them to win? He goes, no, there's not a coach, a player, or manager that ever really wants, you know, they say the right things. Look at Drew Bannister is 16, 8, and 1. Yeah. Um, for the year you just left, we're all human, Kevin. So, But anyway, Drew has done a good job with the victory again last night. Hey, cool. Thanks for this. Have a great show, and uh, enjoy the weekend. Take care, man. Kevin, and tell Brandon anytime, guys. Have a great weekend. All right. Thanks, big guy.